0: Hello, friends. Welcome to the Fantasy Sultan podcast. We're here on the 18th at Augusta. I had to throw that in there. Uh, it's Trip and the Hall of Famer, Mike Sheck, and the Fantasy Sultans back. It is our NFL Draft Preview uh, podcast.
1: The crowd and, goes wild.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, it's in Kansas City. That place is going to be jacked. Oh, They've yeah. They won the Super Bowl. They're happy. I mean, let's face it. You, you, I, I think, honestly, you talk about rabid fan bases, Kansas city has got to be up there in the top five in the NFL.
1: Oh yeah. They're the crazy ones. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Travis Kelsey there too. Oh my uh, God. he'll, He'll be firing up that crowd.
0: Oh my god. Hey, listen, you know, uh we haven't talked since the Super Bowl and I think we both we knew what was going to happen and oh it happened. We thought so. Yep. Yep. But uh, in the time since the Super Bowl, there has been so much and and again, we like to take this moment before the NFL draft to kind of just look back at, you know, free agency and all the things that have happened and and we talk about this because again, there are fantasy implications and Then we move on to the draft because there are fantasy implications. And then we look at uh, early, you know, our top three players in fantasy because they have fantasy implications. You sent a trend here. Uh, (laughs) Anyhow, let's let's talk. Obviously, the biggest story in terms of fantasy football, the biggest story in terms of the NFL offseason. The quarterbacks and the quarterback movement. Last year, it was the story from day one. As soon as the end of the Super Bowl through the draft, or I want to say close to the draft, it was all about the quarterbacks. Quarterback movement last year. And this year, we've had the same thing and the unanswered questions also. Of course, Tom Brady retired uh, again, Aaron Rodgers. Went into his little darkness. Oh, um, and he, yes, he did that. Um, yeah, and he has decided he's going to play, but he'll play for the Jets. And so we, however, think. so we think, so we think. Okay, Derek Carr has switched teams. Jimmy Garoppolo has replaced Derek Carr in Las Vegas. We have also seen the the Panthers trade up to the mm-hmm. number one pick in yep. the NFL draft. Let's go back and let's start quarterbacks. Uh, Lamar Jackson. I How can I forget Lamar Jackson? That is going to be an ongoing story. And then, of course, there was that little $160 million contract signed by one Daniel Jones of the New York football Giants, and that has an impact on all of this, too. Let's start number one, though. Tom Brady retiring. And you and I have talked about this. You don't think he's going to stay retired.
1: I just, you know, and, you know, the whole thing with San Francisco now with uh, Brock Purdy, and we're going to talk about Trey Lance because there could be some wheeling and dealing in the NFL draft as teams may want him. But uh, you know what? That situation in San Fran, mm, I don't know. Uh, Brock Purdy had an interview uh, last week. Talking about the uncertainty of whether or not he's going to be ready for the season. He had elbow surgery. We don't know if he's going to be good to go. May not even have that answer until June or July uh, start of training camp. I would not be surprised if the 49ers call him up and say, hey, you know, we need you, boy. We need you
0: but the the problem with brady is i think everything he went through last year i think this is it for him yeah. i think he has this is the this was he he told fox he wanted to take a year he wants to you know kind of decompress or as we like to say in seinfeld terms decompose <laughs> and, and 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 i think he's going to take that year and i think he, I don't think he's going to play. It would have to be, I, I really think, you know, I'm, I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. November. If some team calls say, Hey, we need you for the playoffs. You remember, you know, uh, uh, Drew, Drew Brees got calls. Yes. You know, and at first year when he was with NBC, he got calls and he, he said, no. So I think Brady would get the same thing, but The question is: Does he really want to do that, or is he ready to move on with this phase of his life? Now, let's take the Tom Brady situation out. Let's talk about the next big unknown: Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, it is no clue, or it's no secret, Green Bay ready to move on from him, and it's no secret that Aaron Rodgers wants to move on, and he said he wants to play for the Jets this year. Oh, tell me if you've heard that story before. The guy who Rodgers replaced. Brett Favre, was dealt by the Packers to the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. And we know how well that season worked out for the Jets, but the Jets didn't learn anything. They're going to do it again. I think Aaron Rodgers on the Jets makes them a viable team in the NFC, AFC East. The problem is, you know, Rodgers is, is, in, a, is in a division with – Tua, although maybe Miami is fourth in this, uh, Josh Allen, uh, Mac Jones with New England or whoever New England pulls out of their bag of tricks. So, so this is not a slam dunk, but again, Rodgers and, and, the, and the, the deal this has been talked about now for a month and a half, and the deal still has not been made. And this is again, if the deal is not made. There are a lot of New York Jet fans are going to be disappointed, but it's going to have a huge impact on fantasy football because, oh, I don't know, Alan Lazard signed with the Jets, thinking that Aaron Rodgers was going to be there. The Jets, you know, a lot of the Jet players have seen bumps in preseason rankings, but that's because they're counting on Aaron Rodgers.
1: Nicole Hardman of the Kansas City Chiefs signing with the Jets as well. But the big question, why aren't the Jets giving up this big offer? Well, if you look at it this way, from a business perspective, Rodgers is a depreciating asset. And in my opinion, if Rodgers comes on board, this is a huge improvement over Zach Wilson. But the problem is, how much longer can Rodgers really play? And are you going to get a serviceable quarterback out of him? I mean, is this deal really worth a first-round draft pick or multiple first-round picks or even future draft picks just to win now? Look, the Jets are starting to build, and they're building for now. Robert Sala wants to win. But is this going to be enough? You know, again, you when Rogers signed that four-year deal a couple years ago, Tripp, you and I both said, mm, I don't know if he's going to last this whole four years of the deal. So... That's a big part of the situation, too, and I can see why Woody Johnson doesn't want to pull the trigger just yet because of the fact that the Jets have to give up a big draft pick.
0: But the other part of this is this is an organization that is starving, starving for a Super Bowl. This is a team that won Super Bowl number three has not been back to the Super Bowl since, and we are now in the 50s. This is a franchise and a fan base that wants to win. This is a – Aaron Rodgers is a generational quarterback. Yes, yep. his, have his skills deteriorated, yeah, but he's better than one, anything else the Jets have, and he would give the Jets hope. I think this is a huge – this is a huge deal. I think it's got to get done because – if and and rumors are now the Packers are talking to other people. If this deal does not come come off, the Jets look tremendously bad. Well, they look like the New York Jets. I mean, what has been the line I have said for a couple of years? As bad as things are with the Giants, just wait five minutes. The Jets will do something even stupider, <laughs> and it's always turned out that way. And I think that's what's going to happen in this. I just. I hope that they're able to do this. I think Aaron Rodgers would certainly help this Jet team. But again, you're right, Mike. Is it going to be enough to really put the Jets and set the Jets up the way they want to? You kind of look at the other quarterback issues. Uh, Jimmy G, welcome to Las Vegas. And Derek Carr. Goodbye from leaving Las Vegas. He goes to New Orleans after they couldn't work a deal out, and New Orleans said, okay, we'll sign him, and they signed him. New Orleans has had issues since Drew Brees retired, so that's a that's a, a plus for them. Jimmy G, a, a winner in San Francisco. I think his loss is going to hurt San Francisco, and you mentioned possibly San Francisco might be willing to move Trey Lance and get somebody else in there. You also talk about... Tua, I am surprised Miami has not tried to upgrade that situation because I am really concerned about Tua. And you saw a difference when Tua was not in the lineup than when he was in the lineup. Miami was a better team last year. Let's also talk about the New England situation. Mac Jones lost, and supposedly Belichick has lost faith in Mac Jones. Mac Jones was not happy this past year. All right, Mike, I've given you a bunch of situations. Pick one and expound.
1: Well, how about the uh, situation over in Las Vegas? I mean, with Jimmy G going over there, uh, you know, you got Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers could have easily been in Las Vegas, and that Mm -hmm. would have been an interesting move. But instead, the Raiders go with Jimmy G, kind of a patch for a team that should boldly swing for the fences. Now, we thought maybe they would go for a quarterback. It's a possibility they could still go offensive line in the draft as well to protect Jimmy G but maybe a future uh if they're in the market for a quarterback a future uh maybe pick for the future we'll see what happens there but who knows but again Jimmy G I think this was a good move for them I mean he had to get out of San Francisco because we know eventually that Brock Purdy is going to be the guy in San Francisco and uh you know with Trey Lance that's another uh situation that I talked about at the beginning of the show with uh, him coming in and the possibility of teams wanting him 49ers are not fielding calls. They're actually, they're fielding the calls. They're not actually putting the offers out, but if they get a huge offer, I think they would, uh, they would definitely take the, uh, the bait and go for it because let's, let's be certain here. I mean, uh, you know, Trey Lance is definitely a quarterback who can get it done when he's healthy a finger injury his rookie year that affected his throwing last year, the broken ankle out for the season allowed Purdy to get the time and uh, had an exceptional season. And so, uh, yeah, I, I just think uh, you got to move along and that's what Jimmy G did.
0: I, I think the, the, the move that surprised me, I, 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 again, as I, as I said to you, I think the, the afc east is going to be very fascinating you've got the jets possibly making the move for aaron rodgers you've got josh allen in buffalo and let's face it buffalo is a team that disappointed this year again part of it you know circumstances hurt buffalo again you had the demar hamlin uh, situation but also um you you had a team that was built to win and they failed miserably i mean again Talk about a letdown this year, the Buffalo Bills. But in that AFC East, they are the, the class of the division. Uh, you then have a New England team that under Mac Jones regressed greatly last year. But that I think part of that also was the coaching staff. I think the situation was not built for them to win. I think Bill O'Brien's going to come in there and he's going to do a great job. But the problem is Bill Belichick not happy with Mac Jones, and could you see Belichick make a move and get a quarterback and try and and, strike lightning twice, as he did with Tom Brady, that sixth-round pick from many years ago, in, in New England, because this New England team, uh, they're perpetually on a rebuild now, it seems. And the other question, obviously, you have to ask the question, I don't know if it's going to uh, play in, in the fantasy football, but you know how much longer does Bill Belichick go? But that AFC East, Miami, the problem with Miami is I just don't think, I think you have Tyree Hill, you have Jarvis Landry, you have two of the most dynamic wide receivers, and you've got a quarterback who can't stay on the field. That's where I think, that's why this AFC East looks so interesting. It really does. And when you talk about, you know, the, the, the quarterbacks, you know, quarterbacks are the key. And I mentioned real quick, you have that, that big quarterback issue now hanging out in Baltimore mm-hmm. because Lamar Jackson still does not have a contract. What does it tell you? When Daniel Jones, who, I mean, if you compare career win percentages, doesn't even stand close. Lamar Jackson's a much better quarterback than Daniel Jones. But yet, Daniel Jones got a four-year, $160 million contract from the New York football Giants. And Lamar Jackson still does not have a long-term contract. What is wrong with this picture? I'll tell you what's wrong with this picture. The problem is Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent. An agent can do a lot of things for you. Like like somebody said to me, it's always good to have a lawyer. A lawyer is your advocate. The person who has himself, who represents himself, represents a fool. And, and I agree with that. I think Lamar Jackson's hurting himself by not having an agent this hurts him, but he has no offer. He is now basically could talk to anybody. I don't notice anybody lining up to to go with Lamar. What do you? And it, it's not a fantasy football issue, Mike. I wonder if it comes back to the fact that he didn't play this year and he sat out for so long. Mm-hmm,
1: I agree, and I think the the problem as well is the NFL is a what have you done for me league lately? Last year, injured, only one playoff appearance in his entire career. Resume has been proven on the ground and through the air, but performance is in top tier. And if we take a look at Jalen Hurts, and we'll talk about that massive contract that Hurts got, he got to a Super Bowl, and Jackson has not. And remember when the uh, Browns gave Deshaun Watson a ridiculous contract? Well, now they're struggling to keep that roster in the building. Mm -hmm. They need to get Mm -hmm. talent, and they can't get it because they're shelling out. So much money for a player who I don't even know is even worth
0: it. But, and I think part of it with Jackson is he saw that contract that the Sean Watson got and part of it, you know, listen, part of it is you talk about a franchise that is just dying for some success, The Cleveland Browns are one of those. And they were willing to do this, but they're now going to, they did it, you know, they knew he was going to be suspended. This wasn't, last year wasn't the year Deshaun Watson was going to star for them. This was going to be the year. The problem is they can't keep people in the building because, as you said, that contract is such a killer, even with a salary cap. I want to flip this around, though. Uh, You Go back to the Jalen Hurts. You mentioned Jalen Hurts, who got paid. And of course, that's going to bode well for Joe Burrow. Justin yeah. Herbert, who both are looking for paydays, but they're still under their rookie deals, and I don't think it's it, it's a it, it, it's it's a foregone conclusion at this point. But Hertz got paid, and this is along the lines of what the Eagles did with Carson Wentz; they paid Wentz. That kind of got burned by that. They got burned by the Carson Wentz deal. Jalen Hurts again. Jalen Hurts, I think. Could be a generational talent. Could also be a bust for the Eagles. I I don't know. I'm really kind of curious to see if Jalen Hurts can be the fantasy football player they think he is. And then back to the Daniel Jones thing. The Giants wanted to keep Jones. He did what he was supposed to do this year. It would have cost them more money to franchise him and sign Saquon. I think they're going to get a deal done with Saquon. They they have a certain budget. They've got to look at this. And again, part of it is you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I think the Giants will work this out. But Daniel Jones, again, a lot of eyebrows were raised by his cost, but the same eyebrows were raised when oh, I don't know, a guy in Dallas, you know, by the name of Dak Prescott wanted 40 million a year. And they were like, "No way." And then the following year, he signed. Well, he hurt his ankle, but you saw what he meant to Dallas. So they signed him for forty million a year. Well, Dak Prescott still has not, you know, come close to reaching that contract. But again, it's a question of timing. And speaking of timing, is the timing now for your team, the Carolina yeah, Panthers? They are on the, the hall. The Hall of Famer Mike Sheck's team made a deal for the number one pick from the Chicago Bears. So, I have to ask you, Mr. Michael, who are you taking at number one? I'm taking Bryce Young.
1: That's for sure. He's the consensus pick at one, maybe two. He's not slipping past two, and that's a guarantee. He's the best quarterback in this year's draft, most game ready, and poses everything that a team would want in a Heisman Trophy winner. Now, we talked about the trade between Carolina, you mentioned it, Carolina-Chicago swapping picks, It's it's got to be a quarterback. I mean, they did not give up their best wide receiver. DJ Moore goes to Chicago. Mm-hmm. They gave up uh, uh, a first-rounder, a 61st pick, a first-rounder in 2024, a second-rounder mm-hmm. in 2025. They have to select a quarterback, and they need stability at that position because it's been a revolving door since post- the Cam Newton Ron Rivera era. Yeah. Frank Reich knows what it's all about. He was in Indy. He saw the same thing happen with his quarterbacks. He wants consistency. He wants somebody he can develop. Remember he developed Carson Wentz with the Eagles yeah. when he uh was offensive coordinator. So, you know, for sure inconsistent quarterback play is not going to get you anywhere. And if we're talking about this 2 months ago, we're talking about Carolina selecting at nine. And at that point they would have been taking Anthony Richardson, but it's funny how things change because now Anthony Richardson is moving up the ranks and I'm not so sure he's going to get past pick number four. So this is very interesting that the Panthers made that move. Look, they knew they were not going to get a, a top quarterback at nine. It's just not going to happen. They had to make the move and they leapfrogged Houston Houston, you wonder what they're going to do now because it seems like they were young or nothing. And if they don't get young, they're not... Nick Casario says he's not a big fan of the quarterbacks in this year's draft. He doesn't think that the the quarterbacks outside of Bryce Young are worth taking a shot on. Now, maybe he does take a shot on C.J. Stroud, if that's the case, if Carolina goes with Bryce Young. I believe they will, but it's very possible they can go still go with C.J. Stroud because you had Josh McCown in the building at Ohio State uh, at the Pro Day. And he said, well, we'll meet you in Charlotte to play a game of horse. So kind of like a little foreshadowing here to see what would happen with uh, the quarterback situation. Everybody thought, oh, it's definitely C.J. Stroud. Now all of a sudden Bryce Young makes a move in. They They like it. Reich hasn't had a quarterback, and this is the problem with Young. The only problem and downsize is his size. Yeah. Reich has never yeah. coached anybody under six foot two. Yeah. So Bryce Young comes in at uh, 5'10, 205, small frame quarterback. Maybe if he takes a shot, it may not be that great. Uh, but they're worried about that. They got to beef him up uh, you know, in the in the training room. But for sure, I definitely think here that uh, Bryce Young is the pick. Agree with me, Tripp, or do you I, think I, it's going to be Stroud?
0: I, I you know. I think you're right with Bryce Young. I think it was a telling sign that Bryce Young canceled. He he talked to two teams. One of them was the Panthers, and he canceled his team visits after that. So I think in his mind, he's going to go one. He's going to go one or two. The question is going to be: Will the Texans? try and reclaim to get some draft capital from somebody? Do the Colts want to make a move for a quarterback? Mm -hmm. Will they be willing to flop picks with the Texans? Because let's face it, the Texans have a lot of needs. And let's face it, they were looking at the number one pick before. Lovey Smith really screwed them on the way out the door, you know, because they won that game at the end of the season and it gave Chicago the number one pick. Chicago wasn't going to draft a quarterback. They they were sticking. They're sticking with Justin Fields. They're happy with him. I think it's going to be interesting to see if the Texans decide to move down. You know, the Cardinals aren't taking a quarterback. I mean, they got they got Kyler Murray. I, I think they still like Kyler Murray, although... You know, they fired their coach in the offseason. Uh, Kyler Murray has been disappointing since signing that deal. And again, that's one of the, 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 the problems. You get somebody on a rookie deal and they're good, but they sign that big contract and that really hurts you. So it's going to, I think, I would not be surprised. The Texans need so much. Wouldn't surprise me if they moved down in the draft. You, you can still get somebody. I think the the big question is going to be: I, I think you're right. The top two quarterbacks taken are going to be Young and Stroud. I think Richardson's going to be taken. I think Richardson's oh, yeah. going to be taken. Richardson's going to be taken probably in the top six, maybe seven. I doubt he'll go. He'll 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 go. Eight to the Falcons because they don't need a quarterback. And I doubt he'll go nine to the Bears. So if he's still on the board, the Eagles are not going to take him. They just signed their quarterback to a big deal. The Titans, I don't think, are going to take him because they got Malik Willis. Mm,
1: so I don't know about that. Tennessee could move up in the, in the all right, pick. Remember,
0: I mean, remember, the Texans are also at number 12, too. Yeah, Texans have two picks in the top fifteen. So again, it wouldn't surprise the Texans move down because they have so many needs and can try and stockpile some picks there. And then, of course, that number thirteen pick is the New York Jets, if they have it, unless they trade it to the Green Bay Packers. But here's another team yeah. that I think I think it, it bears watching. Uh, the team at number sixteen is the Washington Commanders. Commanders also, you know, they've announced that they're going to be sold. Um, I think they're going to want to make a move. Uh, Again, you talk about quarterback issues there, Ron Rivera, although I think he'll be all right this year. Next year could be on the hot seat. I think this draft is going to be interesting because, again, it's going to be a quarterback-heavy draft. And it'll be interesting to see if somebody tries to make a move if there's another big trade. Although, I think the big trade's been made because I think everybody knew the Bears were not going to draft number one. The Bear, there's no way the Bears were going to take number one. They're going to try and trade down to get some draft capital. And that's what they did. They made a good move. Panthers, again, there you go. Let's talk about a draft that really matters, though. Mm. Coming up in August, it's the fantasy football draft. And that's important stuff. So, Mike. As you head here in this offseason, as we head in the NFL draft, give me your top three fantasy players you're looking at on the board.
1: Well, it's not changed since the Super Bowl, but I'll tell you that number one is definitely Christian McCaffrey in San Francisco. For sure, he's going to be the number one pick, and right behind him is Justin Jefferson. He should put up at least another 1,000-yard season or more. And then Austin Eckler at number three, who I think, hmm, maybe the Eagles trade for him. Very interesting. Yes. Could have been very yes. interesting. Maybe that'll be a trade we see on draft night, too. So uh, for sure. And I mean, I know that you said Travis Kelsey at three. And yeah. I wouldn't argue with that because, it, hey, look, the way Travis Kelsey played in the Super Bowl, this guy balls out each and every week and he can get the job done. So right now, those are my three. Maybe it'll change four months from now.
0: See, the problem is I, the problem I have with Eckler is. Is Yes, he's he's a great running back, but I, I'm just worried about injuries. See, I'm not worried about McCaffrey in San Francisco. I don't know why, but I think McCaffrey, it seems as though he has been rejuvenated since that trade. And and I really think McCaffrey is ready to have a, a full season with San Francisco. I think he's going to be great. I, I'm going to, I mean, again, I went with Kelsey as my number three pick. And I still feel that, but the only thing I will say is I would probably go Jamar Chase if I was to go with a 3A because mm-hmm. Jamar Chase in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow, I, I again, you talk about a team that is in a good position to do well this year. I think he's a guy who you want to look for, and I think Joe Burrow wants to look for. Again, Joe Burrow wants to get paid, but those are the top three. Now, the other part of this is, and we're saying this now, you know, we don't know what's going to happen in August when we start playing, you know, uh, preseason games or exhibition games, whatever you prefer. I think the NFL calls it preseason. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know about injuries. You don't know what's going to happen. But this 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 sounds like a pretty pretty solid you know solid formation with there. Um, I, I guess you know one quick question I thought of before we we go, Mike. I'll ask you this: of those taken in the first round, you know, again, you don't know what's going to happen, but just name somebody who you're looking at who thinks going to make an immediate impact, maybe even in the top ten uh, in terms of the drafts. In terms of draft picks, I'm sorry.
1: Um, You know, I'll tell you what. I mean, there's a couple of wide receivers and a tight end who I think could uh, make a splash early. Again, we kind of like get worried about rookies and and how they perform because rookies Mm -hmm. can be a dime a dozen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Justin Jefferson had an amazing season, so did Jamar Chase. But then there are rookies who just do not turn out the way uh, we think they would And uh, you know maybe we go all in a little bit too early, but I'll tell you what: Quentin Johnson, wide receiver, uh, TCU. Yes, could be a weapon. Hey, could land in Minnesota. And oh wow! Imagine, imagine Johnson and Jefferson. Uh, That would be a dynamic offense there, uh, and, and good for Kirk Cousins as he enters the final year of his contract. Also, um, I'm going to go with Zay Flowers from Boston College. Well-rounded wide receiver, fits the target. Hey, the Giants are looking at Cooper Cup. If they can land Cooper Cup, that's a slam dunk for them. But if they can't, maybe Zay Flowers is the guy for the Giants that they take yeah. in the first round.
0: And they have talked they they attended his pro day and they have talked to Zay Flowers and they met with him at the NFL Combine. And he is somebody whose name you're right. I've seen his name. I, I think, you know, again, uh looking looking uh to the New York football giants, I think either a wide receiver or you're probably looking at a defensive back. Yeah. I mean, I think the Julian Julian love um losing Julian Love hurt the giants and but but again you know you don't know cuz I, and I just I say this because you think they're going to go one way they go another way and again you don't know what's going to happen on draft night i mean hey the movie draft day was about yeah making some differences you never know who's going to play kevin costner this year i don't know <laughs> of course the nfl draft Uh, It's over three nights. It starts, uh, this podcast drops on the 20th. And, of course, the draft is the 22nd, 27th, 28th, and 29th. It is in Kansas City. It's going to be great. And before you know it, the Mm -hmm, Hall of Famer Mike Sheck and I will be back with the Fantasy Sultans of the Year. August will be here before you know it. We'd love to hear your comments and questions about our podcast. Email fantasysultans at gmail.com. Give a listen to my podcast, Trips Take. Talk about a lot of different things. You can find it on the same spot you can find the Fantasy Sultans podcast on Spotify for podcasts and other podcast hosts. If you like the music of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, listen to WTRSradio.com online. Join us in August. We'll be back ready to go with the Fantasy Sultans podcast.
1: Retooling our strategies.
0: Retooling our strategies. Retooling. I'll retool you. (laughs) (laughs) He's the Hall of Famer Mike Sheck. I'm Trip Rogers. We give you the info to win your league and if you want to win this year, you are going to want to dial up the Fantasy Sultan podcast. We are the Fantasy Sultans.
1: And you are not.